that might give a few clues of what's about to come. <laughs> the Bible reading for today is written in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. And the question I want you to think about is, what is this foundation that we are to build upon? There's some clues here. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like the person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rains comes and torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like the person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Today's um, message is going to be about where do you stand? <laughs> Over to you. Thanks, Georgie. Um, and it's a cute video, wasn't it? Uh, thanks to Georgie who, who found that as well. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Let's see if I've got this problem again. That's better. Um, I want you just to take a minute or two and think about things in your life that are really important to you. Just take a moment. Close your eyes if you like. Just think about things in your life that are really, really important to you. Maybe you've got a few in there. The question that I want to pose to you um, as we go through the address today, is what is your foundation for life? There was a man many years ago, a really important man, brilliant businessman. He made billions and billions of dollars. He guided politics. He made presidents. And he also donated vast amounts of money to charities and to human endeavours. He was an incredible success and really in the history of the world, one of the most successful people that we have ever seen. Anyone know who it is? Did someone say Hugh Hefner? No. <laughs> it looks a bit like Hugh Hefner, but no, no, he was successful in a different field. Howard Hughes. Have you heard of Howard Hughes? Um, he was an incredible human being and did so much for the world and was so successful. For the last many years of his life, he lived as a complete recluse. And in fact, the last years of his life, he hardly ever came out of his bedroom. He suffered from paranoia. He was scared what was going to happen to his money and to his life. When he died, he weighed five stone, 32 kilograms. There was reports that he died of a heroin overdose, but that's possibly not true. 
but he was certainly very much involved, uh, had to rely on prescription drugs to get him through. He is recognised as one of the most successful human beings the world has ever seen, but maybe he didn't have ultimately the foundation for his life correct. There are so many things in our lives, and so it's easy to maybe lose, lose sight of what is a really important foundation in our life. There's sport, money, appearance, our work, success, family. All those things are fine. They're all good. But none of them is what you want to base your whole life on. Not to make any of those the foundation of our whole life. As Christians, we know that the real and lasting foundation of our life is God's word. And that's what Jesus tells us in the text. And that God's word is a foundation for our life is seen by the fact that there is not one time in our life when that word is not relevant to us. It's there, it's always there for us. His word gives us blessing even before we can understand it. As we witness in baptism, and there was going to be a baptism today of one of my grandkids, but unfortunately COVID hit and so we had to postpone it. So it's going to work in really well. No, that's God's plan. Even the, the, the idea of baptism is one that gives us that idea because a little baby doesn't understand anything about God, but God blesses and gives that baby faith and works through that baby. And as cute as babies are, there's nothing that a baby can do to earn God's blessing. It is a complete gift. And as we grow up, God's word is already there, surrounding us, challenging us, giving us blessing and guidance and help. And when we approach our death, when everything else has been lost, when not even those closest to us can give us any comfort, then his word never lets us down. Then this word and this word alone gives us comfort and supports us. Anyone who has dealt with the dying, and particularly pastors, will tell you that these words of God touch and penetrate where no human words can. They give power and comfort to them. God's peace, a God's peace that can only be understood as we experience it. And as we go through our life, this word is present with us in the happy hours of life. It blesses the simple and the rich mule. It provides direction to all those significant events in our lives, in our marriage, at the birth of our children, at family occasion, at our successes. We are reminded as we thank God that he rejoices with us as we rejoice. And we're reminded that, that he created us um, to live with gusto and to love the life that he has given us. And as we go through life, this word also weeps with those who weep. It gives life in death. It gives riches in poverty. It gives hope in hopelessness. And how could it be otherwise when at every point of our life, Jesus is with us. Jesus who is the word of God. 
Jesus, who has experienced all that we do, who wept at the death of a friend, who celebrated a wedding, and who died, as we also must die. He is always there with us. This, then, is why God's Word is the foundation of life. It is simply because it is always there. It is always faithful and true. And because there's not a single moment in our life when it's not relevant or valid. Not a single moment. Not in the times of guilt. At those times, God's Word does judge us, but then offers us forgiveness as we've we've experienced today. Not in times of disasters or problems, because at those times, God's Word points us to a greater truth, a greater truth that is to come. Heaven and earth will pass away. Everything we enjoyed or that, com- or that comforted us, also everything that confused us or tempted us or caused our, us problems, all those things will go. Everything we know will pass away, but God's word will not pass away. And neither will those who have built their house or their lives on them. That's why God's word is the rock foundation that defies any and all storms that we will ever face in our life. That's why it is so important. The story of uh, a young boy, young young man, uh, who was chatting to his very wise uncle. And his uncle said to him, "Ah, tell me about your life. What are you you gonna do? And the young man said, oh, well, going to school, so I'll go to school and I'll learn things. His uncle said, that's good. And then the young man stopped and said, oh, well, I'm planning to pass year 12 uh, and go to uni. His uncle said, good, good. And then the young man said, well, I suppose I'll graduate from uni and, and I'll, I'll get a job. His uncle said, good, good. And then he said, well, I guess I'll hopefully have a successful career. His uncle said, good. And then, well, I, I suppose I'll get married and have a happy marriage. His uncle said, good, good. And then, oh, well, I guess I'll have a family. Good. And then, the young boy said, well... I guess then eventually I'll retire and have a happy life. They said, good, good. And then, the last and then is important one, isn't it? Where's it all going? What's the purpose of life? What happens at the end? Jesus also adds one other thing, by the way, if you read, the, if you read and go on and look at the text. It's not the word of God as such that is the foundation for our life, but the word of God that we do, the word that we take seriously in our life. It's not simply the words we rattle off when we say grace or when we say the Lord's Prayer at night. It's not even the Bible readings that we do. The word that is the foundation of our life is the word of God that is done. What does that mean? What does it mean to do? The word of God. 
it means quite simply to live with this word. It means, first of all, to take seriously the reality of our lives and particularly the reality of the cares of our lives, the really very real concerns how we can handle our financial problems, our family hassles, where we can take refuge when the worst comes to the worst. To live with a word means to take seriously the reality of those cares, but then to let the word of God become an even greater reality. It means to take seriously the word which says that tomorrow, which I can worry about so much, is safe in the hands of God. That nothing can happen to me that he doesn't already know about. And that in everything, God works for good. That he works for my good. To live with a word simply means to dare to be obedient. To trust that God will not let you down, but will make his promises to come true. To live with this word means taking everything in your lives to God in prayer and share your life with him. It is true that the word of God is the foundation on which I can build my life. But it's also true that I anchor this word of God to every situation in my life. Because you see, the only word that is foundation for life is the word that you stand on. The word that you ultimately rely on for everything in your life. For the Christian, this foundation is the word of God Jesus Christ, who leads us to eternal life. And anyone who is safe in eternity does not need to fear anything that can happen to them here. We can withstand everything because we are held by him who has control over everything and from whose hand nothing can ever snatch us. So I'll leave you today to ponder that original question. What is the foundation on which you build your life? And the peace of God which passeth all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord, the Word of God. Amen. And you're invited to rise as you're able to join in the next.